Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. How was everybody's week? This week was um, full of love, wasn't it? It was Valentine's Day this week. Hope everybody had a great day, whether you spent it with, like, significant other, your friends, like a little Galentine's Day vibe, or even if you just spent time by yourself, I hope you had a great time loving up on yourself, whatever the case may be. I hope you had a great day and a great week in general. I had a good Valentine's Day. It wasn't anything too wild and crazy. Um, It was actually really sweet because a few weeks ago, Blue and I got these tickets to... Um, I forgot the name of the company, honestly, but they were streaming or not streaming, but they were screening, um, the Leonardo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet, which is the best in my opinion, argue with someone else, not me. Cause that's just what it is. <laughs> and I, um, I was like, yeah, we have to do this for sure. It was at this old school theater in downtown LA called the million dollar theater, this old historic, uh, building. And it was just really, really cool inside. Um, I mean, they had like photo ops and people like filming it and taking pictures and it was really neat. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, one of my favorite Leo movies specifically of all time, and it's just so romantic in the most tragic way, um, and just something really sweet to do on Valentine's Day, um, even though I'm sure I've watched it over the last month or so just at my house, but I've never seen it on a big screen. I was you know, little when it came out, and I didn't get to go see it in the theater, so it was nice to see it on the big screen in all its glory and it's one of the um one of the movies one of the leo movies i could definitely drag blue to go see because he really likes it um and he can appreciate shakespeare you know him being a thespian and an actor so it was a good time um bless blue soul though because he was running on fumes to be honest but as always I just appreciate him showing up for me and showing up for us as he does he had um, been on a cruise for a week leading up to that afternoon of of Valentine's Day this past Wednesday and um, he was away for maybe like five days or so it was his friend's 40th birthday and I was bummed though because I couldn't go you know, the vacation politics at my job are just next level. And I had just come off of a vacation. I didn't have that many hours to go around. And it was just not really good timing. So I couldn't go. He went, he had a blast, but he, it left out of Florida. So he flew to Florida. They, you know, cruised around. He got back into town Wednesday like I don't know three in the afternoon or something and whenever he's been away for a while as soon as he gets back to town he hits the ground running with work and catching up on things that he missed so I mean he was literally 
working as soon as he got off the flight and he his work took him somewhere really far out because when we did connect on the phone he was like on his way back to where he lives was just like towards the valley and it was already he was already like clear across in another county somewhere and he was trying to make it to me so that we could leave like my house at seven and try to get to the show because it was uh the screening started at eight but there was this really cool cabaret troupe that was performing um and they were going to go on at seven thirty, and the place isn't too far from where i live so i thought we could leave at seven so i mean he's touching down at three he's trying to get work done he's trying to get home get dressed come back to me from the valley it was just a lot so and I'm noticing more and more about myself that I get a little snippy and grumpy when things don't go like how I planned my plan was for him to get here in enough time so we could take a lift to the theater because parking downtown is insane and I knew I didn't want to drive and I want to make him drive so I thought we could live together and just take that off each other's plates and just you know be um you know chauffeured around for a little bit and just kind of call it a night and we could just take it easy and not be rushing right so of course he's running late because he's all over town and he's trying to you know cram a whole bunch of stuff into the late afternoon but also still make our date so i ended up lifting to the theater um first and waiting on him so i didn't want to go inside yet like I, I don't know the theater just seemed kind of kind of intense like it was kind of dark inside and it was first come first serve seating and I didn't want to have to you know leave my seat to go find him or you know call him on the phone and try to hear above the music and try to you know give him directions on where to find me in the theater I just so I just stayed outside but the longer I sat there and you know watched all these couples coming in and they're all like kissing and holding hands and stuff I just felt kind of like a loser because I'm like I look like I've been stood up on a date like the longer that he takes the bouncer security people outside they were like um are you waiting on somebody and I'm like yeah and they're like, oh, he's, he's keeping you waiting. I was like, yeah, I guess he is. So, you know, I'm calling him like, where are you? And I'm telling him I look like a loser. And he was like, you're probably the only one that thinks that. And I'm like, well, you know, my thoughts are the ones that matter. Like, I just I just felt I just I just felt like I look like I was getting stood up. At one point, um, this guy who was walking down the street, he like saw me there and he was like complimenting me and he gave me a rose, which I thought was funny. So I'm standing there with this single rose <laughs> outside, dressed up, dolled up. And I'm like on my phone, like trying to track his ways and stuff and see how close he is. So I just, I don't know. I just felt so conscious for some reason. But he did eventually make it. <laughs> and, you know, of course, when I saw him, you know, come around that corner with his own rose for me in hand, looking like, you know, just a total dreamboat, right? So I'm like, all right, it's fine. And he definitely was pushing his, you know, energy limits by, you know, still making it. And I feel like, you know, in the past, any other guy, first of all, getting anybody else to agree to something like that probably wouldn't have happened. But, you know, getting them to honor their intention and promise to do something with me definitely wouldn't happen, especially if they had other stuff going on. So, 
you know, once again, you know, Blue is just just a great, great guy. So he made it. He's looking great. We go in and, you know, we enjoy the show. The cabaret was pretty cool. It was pretty on theme. I mean, it's like, you know, big feathers and headdresses and like they're doing the can-can and they're, you know, doing the salsa and stuff. And it was just really cool, like a good little warm up, you know, before the movie, because the movie is really like sensationalized and stylized and over the top and really fun. So it was just like a good warm up. Now, they definitely had a couple of bars on site and people were definitely partaking. You know, Valentine's Day was in the middle of the week this year. I don't know about y'all or anybody else, but I had to get up early the next day. So I didn't have anything to drink, but a lot of people were uh, wasted. And it's crazy because if you've seen Romeo and Juliet or if you just know the story in general, it's not necessarily, not even necessarily, it's not a comedy. But for some reason, like majority of the audience was just tickled pink at every single little thing. And they're like cracking up. You know, I mean, sure, there's like funny lines and witty, witty parts of the scenes and stuff, but like nothing was like knee slapping the way they were making it sound. So I've just never experienced that before. I mean, some scenes it was like completely serious and they're just like chuckling away and just really obnoxious. And I'm like, okay, they're obviously, you know, drunk or whatever, but you know, I didn't want to get too hung up on that. It's not like I hadn't seen the movie before, but it was just kind of odd. I've just never, you know, known people to like crack up at that movie. So, and it was like a really not funny time sometimes too. So anyway, it was cool. We actually did cut out a little early, like by the time Juliet was in the tomb and Romeo was walking up to her to give his like, you know, infamous speech, you know, and take his own drugs. We cut out early because I figured I wanted to avoid the rush of everybody filing out at the same time. Everybody trying to get to their car, the, you know, buildup of traffic. And I was like, we can just we can just finish this on the way home. Like, it's fine. Or not on the way home, but, like, when we get back to my place. So, you know, we cut out early, and it was just a nice night. Like, it's just, you know, Blue and a lot of people, and I think I mentioned this before, they're definitely the type to, like, want to celebrate your love and your partnership all year round. They don't necessarily think you need one day to do it. But it was still nice to spend the day together. And he knows that it's important to me. So that's that's what I appreciate. You know, it's just showing up for your partner when it matters to them the most. And he definitely did that. So shout out to Blue, my Blue, my boo. Um, it was definitely a, a good night. So, yeah. Now, in the spirit of, like, warm and fuzzy feelings, I stumbled upon this uh, poem, I guess, um, of course, on TikTok. I can't find the source of it. Someone just, you know, posted, like, a slideshow of, of the words. And I don't know. It was just really touching. I don't know, maybe because this week was just kind of all about love and stuff. And, you know, I just turned 35. And this... Um, this poem just kind of it it just kind of reminds it reminded me of what it was like to be like just a girl you know having a crush and 
I don't know, it was just really touching, you know, and it made me kind of think of my little cousin who I visited in Texas. She's 10. Um, and like, you know, being so much older than her and then like being around her, like, like she's my cousin, but I feel like her aunt sometimes, um, just cause the age gap, but you know, you get around her and, you know, being around kids can be a little exhausting sometimes. I mean, they're just so full on full energy and just bouncing off the walls and, you know, look at this, look at that, you know, what's this, what's that? Can I, can I, can I, you know what I mean? And I'm not really used to that, <laughs> but I, I heard this thing where, um, I forgot who said it, probably someone famous, but they were just saying like the worst, and I'm not a parent, but they just said that the, the worst mistake a parent can make is, you know, with their children is forgetting what it was like to be a child. And, you know, I, it, it made me think too, I'm like, well, I'm not her mom or anything, but, um, you know, I am older and I think it's easy to, you know, feel a little overwhelmed or exhausted by a kid cause you feel so far removed from it. But, you know, everything is so new and so fresh to her and so exciting and she's in her own little world and, you know, she's, she's exploring it and she's learning about herself and, you know, I just, you know, thinking about her and she has so much to look forward to and, you know, so much she's going to experience for the first time. And it just made me think about, you know, what I was doing at that age, um, you know, trying to forge friendships and, you know, figuring out what I think is cool and the music that I like and the hobbies I'm starting to get into. And, you know, maybe you're starting to pay attention to boys a little bit more. And I don't know this. I was just I was thinking about that. Then I saw this poem and it was just really touching. And I thought maybe maybe I would go ahead and share with you guys. Um just, you know, just to see what you guys think. I just wanted to share it with you guys. So here we go. And it had a little background music to it, which I think kind of set it up. So here we go. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in the sixth grade, I learned that the girls were having crushes on boys and that the boys had decided to have crushes on them back. In sixth grade, I learned that if you both say you have a crush on each other, then you can be girlfriend and boyfriend. Girlfriend and boyfriend meant that you would sometimes talk on the phone after school and that during lunch you would hug them really quickly before class. In sixth grade, I hadn't known who I would pick as my crush because it all seemed so mathematical and I didn't like that you couldn't spend your entire lunch with your boyfriend for some reason, besides the one hug. In sixth grade, I was in love with a boy named Cody, who knew how to skateboard and who always thought I was smart and fun. I didn't know what I felt was love or a crush. All I knew was there were boys in my class and then there was Cody. In sixth grade, Cody got a girlfriend, and I sometimes hated it, but mostly didn't because I spent more time with Cody than she did, so being his girlfriend didn't seem like a fun trade to me. In sixth grade, someone mentioned that Cody lived in the yellow house on the way to school, 
And so on the car rides to and from, I would always look out the window when we passed Cody's house. In sixth grade, my mom and I took a walk down the trails and I realized that the trail would pass behind Cody's house. And I felt exhilarated on the walk with my mom as we got closer and closer and closer. In sixth grade, I saw Cody's backyard. It had a trampoline. My entire body buzzed with fear and excitement looking at his backyard. I couldn't believe that someone so beautiful lived there. And I was terrified and thrilled that I could potentially see Cody outside of his uniform out on the trampoline. It felt like a dream. Being able to catch a glimpse of Cody in the backyard of his normal house. How such a perfect, beautiful boy could live in such a normal looking house, I didn't know. It felt deceptive somehow. In sixth grade, I started to get mad at Cody for no reason at all other than I loved him too much. So he would make a joke and I would snap at him or call him a name. He would ask me a question and I would pretend I didn't hear him. He would stand next to me in line for class and I would give him one-worded answers paired with a shrug. In sixth grade, on a sunny morning, Cody stood next to me in line and I loved him so much that I couldn't stand it. So when he asked me a question, I answered by pretending to air punch him. In sixth grade, on a sunny morning, Cody curled over and held his nose and I laughed because Cody was playing along with my joke. In sixth grade, on a sunny morning, I pulled on Cody's hands because he was keeping the joke alive longer than he needed to. And in sixth grade, on a sunny morning, blood pooled out of Cody's nose and onto his pale blue uniform polo shirt. Because in sixth grade, on a sunny morning, I loved Cody so much that I couldn't stand it and I accidentally punched him square in the nose. My heart sank. I didn't even feel my fist make contact. Apologies spilled out of me just as fast as his blood dropped onto the floor. It's okay, it's okay, Cody reassured me. I was going to be sent to the principal's office and I was going to be suspended. Fights are not tolerated under any circumstance, not even if it was because of love or the suppression of it anyway. But Cody told me he wasn't going to tell anyone. Cody said that he would just say he got a bloody nose. Cody said to hold his spot in line while he went to the bathroom. And he came back with paper towels that were already turning red. And Cody never got angry with me. And from then on, I decided that I would never hurt Cody again, no matter how much I loved him. And when we graduated later in the school year, and he signed my yearbook goodbye because I was moving school districts, I think I may have hugged him goodbye. I've since graduated middle school, high school, and college. And the other day, I drove out and took a walk on the trail and passed the yellow house. And I found myself looking for the trampoline and the beautiful boy. I don't know. I just think that that's really sweet. So I'm just going to leave that right there. I wish I could find the source to tag them in that. 
Um, all I can find is it's it might be called the Yellow House, but I don't know. That just put me in my feels. It just reminded me what it was like to be younger and you know, just not knowing what was what. <laughs> but, you know, whatever it was, it was just such these strong feelings. You didn't know where to put them. And you felt like you were going to just explode. I think that just kind of sums it up perfectly because I've definitely been there. I think we've all had a Cody, right? <laughs> On one last Valentine's Day note, I saw this video this girl she's been with her boyfriend for like a very long time and they decided to do something different for valentine's day um (laughs) they decided to go out separately just by themselves and pretend that they were waiting for a blind date at a restaurant and they were going to play it up really get into it and see if they could get the meal comped for like, you know, maybe the wait staffing uh, or feeling sorry for them, right? So this girl, she goes, she gets all dressed up. She goes to this restaurant. Um, I think she like made a reservation at this really fancy like five course deal somewhere in New York, I think. And so she immediately sets it up where, you know, she sits down and, you know, the person's like, oh, you know, can I care to get you, you know, anything to drink? And she's like, I'm just gonna have a water for now. You know, I'm I'm waiting for my for my date. Um, They're running a little late, but you know, I don't want to get started, you know, too, too soon without them. And you know, the waiter's like, okay, sure, no problem. So she's like documenting this as the evening's going on. The wait, the waiter eventually comes around and it's like, hey, you know, can I get you started with anything now? Like, do you want to just start, you know, maybe the appetizer portion? Because I think the way the waiter or the way the restaurant was set up was like everybody was getting like the courses around the same time. So I guess they kind of had to get started. So she was like, well, yeah, you know, I guess maybe the appetizer won't hurt, you know, and then he can jump in and, you know, with the main course, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I forgot it was a a male waiter or waitress. I can't remember. But um, so, yeah, so more time is going on. I think she's been there like 40 minutes at this point, maybe 45 minutes. And her quote unquote date has still not shown up. Um, The waiter comes over and it's like, you know, hey, you know, you want to get started with the main course? Like, should we remove this place setting, blah, blah, blah. And the girl's just like, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Like he's not responding. And she started to like really show some panic. Right. So, (laughs) so I think she eventually orders like the main course and stuff. And she's still like at the table scrolling through her phone, looking really, really concerned. She's like acting like she's making a phone call and then putting the phone down like all dramatic and then at some point she takes out of her purse like some kind of I don't know what its use is but if you put it under your eyes apparently it'll make your eyes water and you'll start to cry so maybe it's for people who can't like form tears they have dry eyes or something I don't know but she puts this under her eyes and she starts looking like she's crying (laughs) So she's crying real tears or real water's coming out of her eyes. It's smearing her mascara. She's trying to act like she's trying to hide it. The wait the waitress comes back over and is like, Hey, are you are you okay? Like it's okay. Like 
you know, do you, do you want to keep, keep, you know, eating, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, just, I don't know what happened. I just, I, you know, I can't believe I'm getting stood up. It's Valentine's Day, blah, 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 blah. And the waitress was so nice. Actually, now I remember it was a waitress because she offered to let the girl, I guess, um, the waitress's sister and a friend of her sister's were there that night. And she offered to like have her go and sit with her sister and the friend to like just not be alone, which is super sweet, you know, first of all. But, you know, I don't think the girl wanted to get like extra people involved in it or have to like really act. So she was like, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. She was like, it's all right. You know, so she moves on with dessert. She's still sniffling and mascara is still running. And (laughs) at the end of the night, they comped her meal 50% just because they felt bad for her they comped it 50% so she's like oh my god thank you so much blah 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 like they were just so nice I you know and the girl's just like hyping her up like girl you're too good for him blah 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 like (laughs) you don't need him forget that guy like live your best life you're beautiful you know 50% taken off you're good to go so the girl gets up and she starts heading outside and she's still sniffing and then she just bursts out laughing i think her goal was to get the whole meal comp but she took the 50 percent as a as a win that was definitely a win and i'm just like that is hilarious to me i feel kind of bad well that's what she was saying she was like i don't know if i should feel bad i don't know i mean it's definitely a finesse so you know if you want to it's funny there was a friends episode where ross got stood up and i think they comped him like some crab cakes or something and then towards the end of the episode he tried to do it again (laughs) he was like oh well my day's not here can i have those crab cakes like he was trying to really work it kind of reminds me of that but she really committed i think that's funny and i think her i don't know i think her boyfriend did the same thing but i didn't see his video i couldn't i couldn't find it so I don't know how he fared. I think something like that. I think maybe uh, it would be interesting to see. I was going to say that I think maybe people would feel worse for the woman, but I don't know. I wonder if the guy would get 50% or full comp, you know, or if a girl would maybe try to join him or something like that. I don't know. I'd be interested to see, but I just thought that was hilarious. It was such a weird you know, interesting way to like spend your Valentine's day. But she, her, she and her boyfriend been together for so long that, you know, this is just another one in the book. So why not shake it up? So I thought I'd share that with you guys. People are just, people do anything to go viral, but hers actually paid off. Cause that was, that was hilarious. The last thing I wanted to touch on is, uh, kind of like a recommendation, I mentioned before that my commute is a little different now going into work and it no lie takes me like 45 minutes to an hour either way and you know I get very stressed out driving sometimes music doesn't help relaxing or otherwise so I've been on the hunt for a new uh, podcast to get into because the ones I was listening to before were like true crime and just like murdery and that was just not really helping me calm down or focus in the car (laughs) so I I don't know I was just looking around and I came across this podcast called other people's lives and it's essentially a show there's these two guys they hosted and they get submissions from people who want to tell their stories reveal their secrets 
um, and just, you know, get some background on some experiences that they've had. And the stories are wild, completely wild. It is so entertaining. I'm like, I get, I get home so fast now, or it seems fast. And I'm like still sitting in my car in my garage like continuing the podcast because my jaw is on the freaking floor. I'm pausing it and talking to myself in the car like, no, my God, no way. Well, why would she do that? Blah, blah, blah. It's it's incredible, honestly. And it's it, they cover all kinds of things like, oh, my God. So these are some of the titles of the episodes that I've watched already. So one was I'm gay and I ruin straight relationships on purpose. This one was insane. Um, let's see. I love when my husband sleeps with other women. I was raised to be racist. Uh, let's see. I have a fear of all men, which I guess is called androphobia. One was about a woman who was kidnapped and held hostage by her fiance. One was about uh, this woman who hates being a mother and completely regrets it. Um, This one guy left his wife for the wife's sister. And this other one, um, oh my God, this woman, she likes to drink pee. And she's really into pee and all kinds of stuff about pee, like beyond the R. Kelly kind of stuff. It's, it's, oh my God, that one was, oh my God, but I couldn't stop listening. And then, um, the last one I listened to was um, this girl who says that her boyfriend doesn't know that she's been catfishing 20 plus men online throughout their entire relationship. And she was just kind of going over like some of her reasons why she does it. And, you know, it, it was just it's just insane. It's these people. So sometimes people get on and they throw a voice modulator over their voice so you can't you don't like so you can't recognize them if you know them they keep it very anonymous some people use their regular voice but they're still anonymous and they just get on and they just tell their stories the most compelling part about the series though is that the hosts are really really good with the questions that they ask the follow up and they're not afraid to call the people out on some of their behavior like I mean, they're not going to bash or judge, but they're not afraid to question when things don't really add up or if they want to know more or, you know, sometimes they're like, hey, you know, that's kind of a dick move that you're doing. Don't you agree? So they're just very real. But the, the follow up questions like every single time I watch every five minutes, I say I have a question in my head and they ask it. They're just very thorough and. It's like, it's just, I don't know. They're just very engaging hosts. And I'm so like, it's just such a concept, you know, it's really neat to have like a show where, you know, you're the, the show thrives on people continuing to submit about themselves because, you know, the show wouldn't exist if people weren't wanting to, to discuss things like this. And I think they kind of, some of them use it as a safe space because maybe they don't want to like talk to a therapist, you know, or they don't, they're ashamed and they don't want to tell a friend or a family member, you know, they just want to get some things off their chest and they definitely do that. And I just, I cannot recommend this podcast more. It's, I mean, 
other than my own like go listen to it right away it's it's just it's so compelling and I, it's been on for a couple of years if not more so I'm very late to the party which I love when I do that whether it's a tv show or otherwise like I love coming in and I fall in love with it and there's so much to catch up on and it seems like they post every Thursday um so I'm it, I recommend it it's just human nature you know it's just a magnifying glass on human nature and people just spilling their own crazy tea and it's really I mean I might buy a string of pearls to clutch just to listen to this show it is really oh it's insane so I go go listen to it or have you already heard of it I know I'm on the late freight but maybe some of you guys have already heard of this show but I I'm sold. I'm I've subscribed to it. I'm like I need to know more about all these weirdo people. It's it's mind-boggling. So, yeah. I just wanted to add that on the tail end of the show here. Um if you guys are in the market for a new podcast, definitely check that one out. It is something else. <laughs> Now that was a quick episode this week, guys, but I definitely wanted to get one out for you. I hope everyone had a great week. I hope everyone enjoys their long weekend. If you have President's Day off, shout out to Abe Lincoln and Washington and all the others. Obama, looking at you. Thanks for this day. Now we get a Monday off, and I am going to savor it because this is the last holiday for a while up until what? Memorial Day, maybe? Mother's Day? But we don't get that off. So Memorial Day, I think, is the next one. So, oh, God. I I always look forward to this time of year, like that sweet spot between Thanksgiving and uh, President's Day because it seems like there's just constantly days off. um, And it's amazing. But I'm I'm just going to be relaxing. My mom's going to be coming over later. And we're going to hang out eat snacks, maybe have a couple cocktails, and watch trash TV. Oh, you know what we're going to do? I just thought about it. J-Lo has this, Lord, she has this movie special that she made about her, like, involving, like, her album, so it's like a musical slash movie kind of thing, almost like how, you know, Beyonce did Lemonade, but I'm sure this is going to be, like, I don't know. A glass of water so <laughs> I heard it's one of the worst things people have ever seen so me and my mom have to watch it naturally I I cannot wait and I don't think I don't have enough rotten tomatoes in my fridge to throw at her while we watch this so I'm definitely gonna let you guys know about that next week but for now I'm gonna leave you guys here thanks for listening I'll catch y'all next time Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye!